It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. Hello to everyone. Thank you for joining the program. In the last episode, I said there are three main religions that believe in only one God, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Islam and Christianity, in fact, hold some similar beliefs, but Islam differs from Christianity on many other issues. Let me begin with some similarities between Islam and Christianity. First, they are both, as I have said, monotheistic religions. Second, they are similar in that they claim God alone created the universe. The God that Islam worships is Allah, and the God that Jews and Christian worship is Yahweh, the God of the Bible. So that the fact that only one God created the universe would seem to imply that Allah and Yahweh are the same God. However, I will show that, in fact, Allah and Yahweh are not identical because they have vastly different characters and natures. So one of these gods is a false god. We can conclude it is Allah. Second, Both agree that Jesus was a prophet of God, born of a virgin, called the Word and the Messiah, performed miracles, and will return at the end times. But these two religions differ on several topics. These differences are significant and irreconcilable. First, Islam and Christianity differ because of their founders. Islam was founded by an uneducated merchant named Muhammad around the year 622 A.D. in Mecca in modern-day Saudi Arabia, almost 600 years after Christianity was founded by Jesus Christ in Jerusalem. Muhammad claimed to have received a revelation from an angel of God. And although he initially feared his revelation originated from Satan, Muhammad later claimed to be the last and greatest prophet of God. Muhammad had 15 wives, although he limited his followers to have no more than four wives and sanctioned wife-beating. That's found in Surah 4, verse 34. Muhammad was well known for forced conversion, and it still continues in Islam. He commanded, fight and slay the pagans wherever you find them, in Surah 9, 5. And he specified the proper way to execute an unbeliever was to cut his throat, in Surah 47, verse 
4. Since Allah is a false god, no wonder Islam tries to force conversion to their religion. Muhammad was a purveyor of violence. He led raids against caravans to plunder their goods. He broke oaths, ordered the murder of those who mocked him. He wiped out the last Jewish tribe in Medina by killing all the men and enslaving the women and children. By contrast, Jesus was a man without sin. He was reproached by men, but not by God. Instead, God highly exalted him. He never married. He defended and honored women. And his new commandment was to love one another. And he added, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Accordingly, Jesus never murdered anyone, never beat a woman, never enslaved a child, never broke a promise, and never plundered a caravan. On the cross, when Jesus was mocked by those nearby, he responded, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Second, Islam and Christianity differ in terms of the number of persons in the Godhead. Christians are Trinitarian, believing in God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three persons make up the one essence of God. But in Islam, the Quran stresses that Allah is one person only. Thus, Allah is not Trinitarian, but Unitarian. Islam goes on to claim that the Christian Trinity is actually three separate gods. They think there is the Father, Mother, Mary, and Jesus. However, the Islamic idea is a clear misrepresentation of a Christian belief that God is three persons in one essence. Islam emphasizes their God's absolute unity, which will admit no division. The will of their God is more basic than his love or mercy. Their God could choose not to be merciful, and he can choose not to love. Thus, their God's mercy and love is not in, intrinsic to his nature, but are choices he makes. More important than loving God, or even knowing him, is submitting to his will. The word Islam means submission. According to Islam, their God, Allah, cannot be considered a father, and he has no son. And he does not love sinners. That's in Surah 3, 140. Third, there's a difference between the character and nature of the God Allah that Islam worships than that of the biblical God Yahweh. We know the God of the Bible is infinite, so we would have infinitely many attributes. But some aspects of his nature is sufficiently repeated in the Bible to emphasize he is God and there is no other. That's found in Isaiah 46, verse 90. If Allah is a distinct God, then according to Yahweh's own word, Allah does not exist. 
Yahweh is loving, but his love is more than an attribute. He is literally the essence of love. The God of the Bible loves because his very nature is love. That's in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 and 16. Not because he happens to choose to love. God the Father has the eternal relationship with his Son, the second person in the Trinity. Yahweh is the God whose love culminated in the sacrifice of his only Son, Jesus, to atone for the sins of humanity. God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's found in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. This tells us that God loves the sinner. The same can be said of the fact that God of the Bible is in essence spirit, truth, life, and holy. He is the God of grace, and we know that he is righteous and just. Thus the judge of all the earth will do right. That's in Genesis 18 verse 25. The Lord who is good and upright, and all his ways are right. That's found in Psalms 145, verse 17. Yahweh's essence includes the attribute of mercy. So divine displays of mercy are more than choices that God makes. They, like the other essences, are extensions of his character and nature. Yahweh is knowable and desires a relationship with his children based on love. Mark 12, verse 30. Moreover, Yahweh is a God who speaks, who acts, who listens. Yahweh is sovereign, who has a plan, and has had that plan from eternity past, and his purpose will be accomplished. That's in Isaiah 55, verse 11. And chapter 46, verse 10. Obeying the God of the Bible is important, but obedience without a relationship based on love profits us nothing. That's in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 3. Another key aspect of Yahweh's nature is his immutability. Because of his unchanging nature, we can depend on his blessings and provision. Because he is immutable, his love never changes. He's called Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us in the Old Testament. Because he never changes, he is still the healer. He is known as Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And since he never changes... He is still in the provision business. But who is Allah? What is his character and nature? It is significant that of the 99 beautiful names for Allah, which Muslims memorize and use for worship, not one is love or loving. The Quran stresses that Allah loves only those who do good, and that he does not love the sinner, totally contrary to Yahweh. Rather, Allah loves those who are worthy. Yahweh, the God of the Bible, 
so loves the world that he gave his son that whosoever believes in him will have everlasting life. Third, Allah is unknowable. Muslims can only know Allah's laws given in the Quran. In contrast, Yahweh, the God of the Bible, is a God whom we can know and with which we can enter into a personal relationship. Fourth, Allah is changeable and consequently cannot be trusted. Yahweh, on the other hand, does not change and therefore is always trustworthy. Fifth, Allah is unapproachable, but Yahweh made himself known by entering human history in the person of Jesus Christ. There is a strong difference between Islam and Christianity about the person of Jesus. The Jesus of the Quran and Islam is another Jesus from that of the Bible. Jesus in the Quran is not the second person of the Trinity because he is not divine. This Jesus was not crucified on the cross. In Islam, Jesus was replaced by someone else on the cross. This Jesus of Islam is not the Savior of the world. Islam and Christianity disagree on other topics as well. For example, one, on the resurrection of Jesus. In Islam, there is no resurrection. Two, on the Bible. Islam believes the Bible has been corrupted and therefore the Bible cannot be trusted. Christianity holds that the Bible is Yahweh's inspired world and the only authoritative rule of faith and practice. Revelation 22 verse 18 warns that adding to Yahweh's word is dangerous. Christians reject the Quran as an attempted addition to Yahweh's word and contradicts the Bible in many ways. Third, on salvation. Islam believes salvation can be attained by good works while with the God of the Bible, salvation is based on grace alone, through faith alone, because of Christ alone. We know that all religions contradict each other so there can be at most one true religion. Moreover, we have shown that Christianity is true in its essential doctrines. Jesus Christ is the Son of God because he was vindicated by God in his claims of deity by the resurrection from the dead. Thus, since God cannot lie and Jesus is God, what Jesus says about the Old Testament is true. His apostles were responsible for the New Testament. Thus the Bible is the word of God and miracles are the acts of God. Therefore, Christianity is a one true religion in its essential doctrines. It follows that Islam is a false religion in the areas where it disagrees with Christianity. C.S. Lewis said, We trust not because a God exists, but because This God exists. I close this episode by reminding you to exercise daily. Walk with God.
Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott.